We are back like prison cells and wedding bells. Hello and welcome. This is the Long Snapper Podcast, a British podcast talking all things American football. My name is Craig and I'm your sometime-ish host. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by our resident quiz master, Adam. Mark, as usual, and um, we have a returning guest and friend of the show, Rich. How you doing, boys? Good. Very good. Very good. Yeah, good please to have be you back. back yeah, welcome back. Who are you again? Cheers. Yeah, well, and as if to welcome me back, it coincides with the first and only Long Snapper podcast without Tech Man and Misery Maestro Dougie. So instead, <laughs> it's going to be a happy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have upgraded in an effort, and uh, I'm sure it will lift the mood of the show by at least 63%. Um, we have Mall Over Podcast's very own host over here, making sure we actually record the nonsense we're going to talk about. Russ, how are you, sir? Good evening, gentlemen. Hope you're all well. Yeah, good. Good to see you. Yeah, good Russ, to be I'm interested. Have you ever done a pod without Dougie? Uh, we we did them all over last night actually. Ah, without Doug. And without Doug, was it percent, happy? Percentage terms. What was the uh, joyfulness increase? Uh, approximately forty four percent. But let me let me let you into a little secret. We had a, re- a all over review relatively recently on uh, on iTunes, and it said uh, first time or second time listener, and it actually improved without Doug, which is a bit hard. <laughs> Adam, you told me you weren't going to write that. <laughs> I really hope we get something similar. Please screenshot that and put it on the long snap. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> um, so, we don't have Doug. We're going to cr- uh, crack on anyway. He's doing some filming of some sports or something somewhere. Uh, Paris this time. Tennis, Which isn't pre- it? He loves tennis. Yeah. Loves yeah. tennis. Yeah, tennis doesn't love him. We traditionally start the show with a quiz. Um, Adam, have you got a quiz for Rich? I do indeed. We've been doing recently, I never thought it would catch on because we'll, we say we're going to do stuff and we completely forget about it. Um, <laughs> Russ has just, <laughs> just nice, told Russ. us about the, the review, the review. <laughs> um, which you need to read out verbatim. <laughs> Uh, five stars hard to rate really I'll give it five stars for the last week's pod which I enjoyed much better without Doug <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant I, I feel I feel so very guilty but yet so very satisfied at the same time <laughs> yeah. I think I think we can all echo that yeah, oh, Craig Craig has never been this happy right? Mate, listen it's like Christmas I didn't even ask for that <laughs> I didn't ask for that <laughs> I fell on my lap. <laughs> oh, that's an outstanding start. Well played. Uh, do you remember when, uh, just in the spirit of what we're talking about, do you remember when Doug said Zeke was all Dallas hype? Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few of them throughout the evening. Don't worry about it. Him and Dak Prescott, they were never going to do anything. They're shit rookies. They're all hype. It's going to be crap. Yeah. <laughs> remember when he said Danny Amendola was an outside receiver? <laughs> we. We should remember that he's got to edit this. I know. He's, he's gonna... This is golden. He's going to ruin it. He's going to know you. Adam, talk us through the quiz. Okay. We, we've done a couple. Well, Doug's done a couple, actually, where we've had guests on and we've given them five questions about their team. And we're going to have like a Top Gear style leaderboard. Uh, at the moment, we have two people on there. Actually, there's three. I think there was Jack as well. I can't remember 
where we were with that. But Jan got two and then George last week got zero um, after he had some points taken off as they were stolen. So Rich is going to get five questions on the San Francisco 49ers. Any that he doesn't get correct first time, the rest of you can have a go yourself. And if you get it right, you get to take a point away. Um, but he obviously gets the first first go. I'm um, pretty so sure that given the uh, given my record on the first quiz that I did on my first appearance, that we know how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, as long as there's no Cardinals quiz, I'm I'm banging luck. <laughs> I was going to oh, say, we've got to do this. Yet, we've got to yeah. get this done. Russ hasn't actually done one yet. I'm going to do one for Russ. There you go. That would be man. funny. That's no a good point. And, and Doug has, to be fair to him, tried to tailor them for whoever's doing the quiz. And uh, so for you, Russ, I'm sure he would he would go back to you know obscure long snappers for the Cardinals in the 1950s, that sort of thing. Uh, but Rich, um, to start you off, you mentioned that in our conversation earlier that your first game watching the 49ers was on September the 11th, 2011. Um, now, that game was against the Seahawks at Candlestick Park, but who returned both a kickoff and a punt for touchdowns in that game? Well, it's very funny to uh, softball that one in, uh, take in Junior. I was, I was so excited to see him do that, that I then tried to hunt down his shirt afterwards and couldn't understand why he wasn't this kind of superstar player for the 49ers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and why, why I couldn't find the shirt anywhere in their store. It's because people had seen him play in other games before that, I think, is, is, and and then since. There you go. It was it was also um, it was also somewhat of a shock when I went to games following on from that to discover that kickoff and punt returns don't happen like every third play. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great. They were both in the fourth quarter as well. I was looking at the box score, and yeah. amazing that both those two things happened in the same game. There you go. Welcome to the NFL. Uh, question two: uh, Where did Colin Kaepernick play his college football? Oh, somewhere like Utah or something. Incorrect. <coughs> Anybody wants to take Rich's point off him? Um, You've got a hand up there. Yeah, Russ. I'm. I'm not going to claim it because I've just unashamedly cheated. <laughs> 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 That's amazing. Uh, yeah, is this, is this how the quizzes go down on Moreover? <laughs> I usually set them, so I don't. Uh, Wait, did, you, did you just have a bout of com- uh, of conscience? I did. Yeah, I, was, I, was just, I was just going to fly out there and just amaze you. That would have been amazing. Someone that I've never seen play before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm guessing Craig has played games since you've been in the sport, have you? Has he? No, it, it, correct. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Well played. Craig, Craig or Mark, I'm guessing you don't know. Or do you want to have a guess? Uh, no, I know. I've no idea. Oh, well, fill, fill us in then, Russ. Um, was it uh, Nevada? University of Nevada? It was. Very well done. Knowledge. Knowledge. Brilliant. Brilliant. Good. I'll, I'll get, I'll get Doug to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rich, you stay on one. Uh, question three. The next question is a maths one. Um, and it does go a bit before your before your time, I'm afraid. But uh, could you add the jersey numbers of Joe Montana, Steve Young, and Jerry Rice? You can hear the cogs in his brain turning. <laughs> thinking time is always 
it's always yeah, great. I know, it's, it's awesome radio. I'm, I'm just, you know, helping Doug out with the edit. It's nice and clean <laughs> on either end. Um, I think it would be 101. Ooh, incorrect. So 11, 8, and Jerry Rice. I was struggling between 81 and 82. Jersey number. I'm way off on that one. Well, uh, let's see. Right. Oh, oh, who, who, it was, sorry, it was Montana, Rice. Who was the other one? Steve Young. 100. It's, um... Craig saying 100. No. Am I um, thinking... It's not, it's 80, it's 80, 16 and 8, so 96, 104. 16, fuck. 104 oh, is correct. Mark, you're spot on there. Um, Rich, I think, I'm guessing it's Montana's number you didn't have. Um, yeah. You might be missing, mixing about with Alex Smith. Montana was 16, as Mark rightly says. Uh, yeah, so, back, back to zero, I'm afraid. Sorry. Um, question four. Which you apologise for? Sorry, cool. no, I'm... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel bad nicking Tom's points off, and that didn't happen. When we did these quizzes, we didn't get our points nicked off us, did we? Yes. Probably. Yes, did we? Yeah. Did we? Oh, fair enough. Um, if I should listen back. I did one in my first appearance, and so that happened, I'm sure. Uh, question four. Which wide receiver did San Francisco take in the first round of the 2012 NFL draft? So they took a receiver in the first round. 2012, I think. Um, oh. I'm blanking on his name. He was terrible, though. Absolute bust. I'm tempted to give you a half a point for just that. Um, I'm not if going. I give to... you, if I give you the initials, will you give me the heart? Will you give me the, the full? I know. He's... Yeah, I think I will actually. I will. AJ. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you that. AJ oh, no, Jenkins, it was. AJ Jenkins. Great. Talk about a bust. I, I couldn't, I can't remember him. I, just, I was just reading about him. He, he never got injured or anything. Um, in his rookie season, he played thirty-seven snaps. Uh, was targeted for one pass, which he dropped, and then got traded to the Chiefs the next season. And I think just kind of disappeared. I think he's out of the NFL now. Um, Bizarre. For the most of them, you'd be surprised. That's like that's what happens to football players, unfortunately. It's quite yeah, Trent, a receiver, I would have said. That was that was one of the main reasons why Trent Balker failed as a GM was because he never managed to actually draft a wide receiver. Never risked drafting a wide receiver. I think above round four after that. Uh, you can see why. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, you're back on back into positive territory. And um, for the last question, I'd like the distance by road from the Embarcadero Center in downtown San Francisco to Levi's Stadium, and I'll give you four miles either side. Four miles either side. Um, that's a hell of a question. I reckon it's about eighty-five miles. Eighty-five miles. You've possibly listen to my hyperbole about this a bit much. Uh, Craig or Mark, do you want to have a go? What was, give me the from where to where again. From the Embarcadero Centre in downtown San Francisco to Levi's Stadium. 38 miles. 63. Well, you're not going to quite steal a point. It's actually 44.7 miles. 
and that's that, that's the shortest route by road as well. We're not necessarily the best. Uh, so what's that? Google Maps. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, out, he was out with his trundle wheel earlier on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I flew over there. Measuring and out. Stepped it out. I've come up. <laughs> Nothing but accuracy but, from our quiz. It's random to pick one place to. Whatever. <laughs> Good job. So, what's that score? Uh, one. One. If I'm mistaken. So, you're He's on the board. Somewhere, somewhere in the middle. Well done. That's his own negative score. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. Participation certificate. <laughs> <laughs> Not negative, I'll take that. I, th- I, th- I reckon you're pretty happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Well played. So, uh, cheers, Adam. Another decent quiz. Um, we'll have another one next week. Uh, before we talk NFL, uh, just remember, catch us on Twitter, at LongSnapPod. Um, Boys, feel free to reel off your Twitter handles. This is Sparky S. At AD Foxcroft. Boring. Rich N <laughs> underscore Tog. For absolutely zero NFL chat, it's at Russ Milsom. We've Russ lost is, Russ. Russ, Russ is, is violent, which is worrying considering he's recording. <laughs> so I, I, I muted myself because I've got a creaky chair. Um, for absolutely zero NFL chat, I'm at Russ Milsom. <laughs> and, um, Edmunds162 but he is active on the page and he's good for banner so just do it um, so some football happened Great. before oh. you move on from that you, we need to reinforce that people need to need to leave a review this week leave if ever review. they're going to leave a review yeah. true that <laughs> this, is <the> <laughs> this is the one best week that there's ever hey, been you're not a bad mind see I didn't even say that Doug that wasn't even me you brought it up <laughs> you know what I mean? That's them, man. <laughs> but seriously, do do it. It'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had some football over the, the weekend. Um, plenty to talk about. Um, and I think we're going to go back. Was it Thursday night's game? Uh, Baltimore, Miami. Um, Baltimore with a blowout. Um, I think they called Joe Flacco a bad quarterback, and I want us to talk about that today. Um, this is before, just during the game that he was absolutely assaulted. Um, he definitely looked like he took, I, I mean, that hit, we'll, we'll, we'll get onto it, I'm sure, but I, I, I've got no time for that at all. Um, so before we do pour over the, re- the result in itself, which is a great win for, 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 for the Ravens, let's start with that hit. Um, I, I've got no time for it. I think it was a dirty, dirty hit. Um, there's other opinions out there. Uh, kick us off, whoever would like to. Oh, I'll, I'll weigh in. I'm a bit on the fence with this one. Um, I, I can almost hear, hear Dougie from here suggesting after, I, I imagine, I, saw, I think I saw a couple of tweets from him about it, but similar thing to the Trevathan hit. Um, but I, I think it's more borderline. I don't think Alonso actually has as much time as you'd think to to pull out of it. You kind of it looks terrible because obviously Flacco is concussed. He's in a, he's dazed. His helmet's come off. Um, it looks bad because he's he's sliding as well, which is hasn't helped the situation because obviously he's giving himself up sliding as he was. Uh, but when when a quarterback slides downfield, I don't think it's necessarily as as clear cut. Um, Yes, I think it looks, as, as I say, I'm just kind of sitting on the fence a little bit. It looks bad, but I don't think it's as dirty and premeditated as, as maybe you make out. It, 
it looks worse because the same as anything, when you slow it down in slow motion, it almost appears like he, he further drops his shoulder into his head. That's that's the, the view of the slow motion. But when, when you watch it full speed, they're both traveling at a fair rate of knots. And Alonso, he's not stopping for anything, is he? So you know, when you slow it down, when you break it down frame by frame, it looks a hundred thousand times worse, actually, what it is in my opinion. I know that um, from my perspective, the, part of the part of the issue is when you look at that, it's the specific positioning of where Alonso hits Flacco on the field. Because Flacco is so close to the first down marker, I think Alonso is expecting him to run past the first down marker. And so he's not expecting a slide. He's expecting Flacco to try and make the first down. So Alonso's coming to hit him, stop him from making the first down. And Flacco actually slides about a yard or so short. And by that point, Alonso's already already um, committed to the to the uh, to the hit. I think I think the issue, and I think where I probably agree a little bit more um, with it being a dirty hit is he doesn't try and pull out of it at all. So there's no there's no kind of pull back from from that hit. He just continues to pile in on him. Um, and then it's hard to know whether it's momentum that takes him in there or or something more malicious. And coming from a Bills fan who's watched him a lot, Kiko Alonso's got that in his locker. He's not the cleanest of play you've ever seen. You can't tell me for a second that he didn't know exactly what he was doing. Whether or not it's it should be judged as being that bad because you know I'm kind of of the opinion that fair enough the quarterback is sliding, but the guy's still a runner at that point, and you go in for a tackle. I can imagine it is pretty difficult to like to go through process when you're going in for a tackle and you've got yourself into that mindset to then suddenly think, oh no, he's now slid, so now I need to try and avoid him and not pile into him. Um, to, to switch your mindset to then try and avoid the guys, fair enough. I think he, he fully knew what he was doing, but whether or not that should be a bad thing or not, I'm not, I'm not so sure. So here's my thing. <clears throat> In terms of the game, the game of football, if I'm a Dolphin, I've got no issue with Alonso Pitt. Yeah. You would have been... You got an opportunity to lay a lick on a quarterback. You are going to do it. If I'm a Raven... I'm, I want to see for the net rest of the game every offensive player doing whatever they can to chip, to cut, to smash that man in the mouth for as long as we're playing football. So oh, that happened. I understand, and it did happen. I like to see what the the, the O line did. Uh, the what's the ginger feather O liner straight away hit him twice straight off the bat. No long thing. I agree with that. In the game of football, it's a violent game. We can't get away from it. My issue is from a rule perspective. And that is, <clears throat> first things first, let's make no bones. If that's Tom Brady, that is an ejection immediately. Yeah, Joe Flacco is six foot six. He's a big guy. He was definitely sliding. There are, you can make a fair catch within half a second and players aren't getting cleaned out. He had plenty of time to at least pull out of the tackle. That's why it was a dirty hit. That's why he should have been ejected. He is taking the opportunity to lay the lick, which again, from a football perspective, from a football perspective, as someone who's played the game, if I'm on his team, I ain't got a massive issue with that. If you've got a chance and the quarterback, a bit gangly, he's going to try and run and he's already got eight yards or whatever it is, smash him in the mouth, no problem. You take your lumps after that. From a rule perspective, when you consider... There was a, um, in the Kansas game, the Simmons hit, defenseless receiver, 
Uh, what are you talking about? The guy, the ball's hit him in the hands and he's dropped it. The, the defender's laid a lick. If that is a defenseless receiver call, then for me, when when the de- defender is trying to catch the ball, has to expect to hit, that is worthy of, a, of, of an ejection. I can't understand it. And if it was Tom Brady, there is no way Alonso would have seen another snap. One one quick thing I'd, I'd like to add here. I don't know about anyone else. I've, Maybe there exists such an angle. I don't know. I haven't really seen it from Alonso's perspective. Every replay I've seen of that hit, it's you only see him flying in at the last minute, or it's not really an angle to see well what he could have done. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That that angle may be there. I've just not seen it. But each one, obviously, most cameras are following Flacco as he's making his run, and then you see Alonso coming in at the last second. It kind of looks like. He doesn't have that much time to pull out from one angle. And then, as as Russ alluded to, you slow it down, it looks terrible. Um, but I also, th- also, like Rich's point, um, you wouldn't expect him to slide in that position on the field. You'd expect him to go for that first down. Yeah, I think if you if you watch it from the, the kind of the original play perspective, so before the replays, you can actually see Alonso coming across the field towards the hit. Um, but he is definitely committed to going in there hard well before Flacco starts to slide. But it's it's the fact that he is definitely the opportunity to pull out if he wants to. I think to multiple people's points here, he's he's just left himself in there to put a big hit on the quarterback. And I think if, if Flacco's helmet doesn't come off and he doesn't come up looking dazed and confused, most people just go, yeah, it's a big hit there. Maybe it gets flagged and that's it. Move on. So, in terms of the result, um, big shout out from the Ravens. um, And before he got smashed in the mouth, uh, Joe Flacco looking good. We have to. This is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. This Super Bowl winning quarterback, uh, winning record. I'm pretty sure he's his whole time in the league. Um, You know, this is no mug yet. We, he has not be, had favourable reviews. What do we think after um, going down and beating up Miami? Honestly, he hasn't had the receivers for years. I don't think he's not had a top quality receiver in in that backfield in the in the, the receiving core for quite a while. And their backfield's not great either. The supporting cast there is just not really up to scratch. And I think part of that issue is the same issue that you know you look at teams like. Um, like the Green Bay backers, they're paying they're paying their quarterbacks so much money. They don't have the money to pay top quality players if you're not managing to get, get fortunate and, and pull good guys out of the draft. The best guy on the Ravens roster is John Harbour by a mile, and he his his time may be running out because he's had nothing to work with, and you almost think something needs to change, but not his fault. It's 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 not an organisation that's quite working. They're somehow four and four, mm. which is incredible, really. It's what Harbaugh does. So we're keeping an eye on the Ravens. Um, probably the game of the week. Uh, big scores, uh, big plays by both teams. Um, we're talking about Seahawks versus the Texans. Deshaun, uh is looking like an all-pro. Um, seems to just have... It. And I do want to talk about that in a minute because we, we, we briefly touched on this um, prior to the draft. Um, 
What's with the short in, you know, under the gun? Obviously, they lost that game. He came out of it looking great. Um, I kind of have to feel for a team that loses JJ Watt two years on the bounce, merciless having his all pro year last year and then not, not around this year. You, you, I don't, is it just me who kind of thinks what if with the Houston Texans this year, given how good their quarterback play has been? Well, I, I still think they'll be a playoff team without those two guys on their D. Um, main, mainly down to how good Watson's turned out for them. I mean, that, that game wasn't a game that they lost. Russell Wilson won that game and he well he won it repeatedly he <laughs> just kept thinking each time Houston came back you think oh Seattle can't have another ridiculous drive in them and then it kept happening and Wilson's throw they're, they're just we've said this before and Doug said this they don't seem to get going at the start of the season and then their offense is just suddenly he's throwing like 50 yard bombs down the field and they're like Richardson will catch seems to catch anything that's thrown even near him and it didn't matter how many times Houston scored. It seemed that Wilson came back and just absolutely phenomenal performance from him. Watson shouldn't feel feel down at all about it. It wasn't. There was nothing. Nothing that he did wrong. It was just who had the ball last. It was one of those. What I think is impressive about it with with Seattle, and I've written off Russell Wilson a couple of times in the past because. Of like, I think sometimes in the last couple of years when he's got into the playoffs, he's not been as good, but. He's managing to do this and put in this kind of a performance while the, the opposition Ds know that they've got no kind of run game at all. So they have they know what's going to happen and yet they still can't stop it. For Russell to be able to go and throw over 450 yards and four touchdowns in a game where they know that after Russell Wilson himself, the highest yardage runner that they had got six yards. Um is incredible that they're still able to do it. And you're right, Paul Richardson was phenomenal. Tyler Lockett was amazing. Um, it was, yeah, quite the performance from the, those two quarterbacks. As a Niners fan, um, obviously, I hate to give the Seahawks too much credit, but in all honesty, <laughs> it's incredible what they've done uh, with an O-line that is, quite frankly, shocking. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think there's another quarterback in the league who could play in that, behind that O-line in that, in that offense and do what Russell Wilson does. His, his escapability is unreal. Every time you think you've got him locked down, every time you think you're going to sack him, not only will he escape, he'll also get off a pass in the first down. It's, it's ridiculous how regularly he does that. So what do we think about the Seahawks' long-term uh, ambitions? Are they good enough? Because certainly, um, Mark, you touched on the fact they got no running game. And coming from the era of Marshawn Lynch, that's got to be pretty hard for any uh, team to change their, their focus. And, you know, they've got this great quarterback who, who, who is absolutely elusive, but he is small and he can't take many hits and it you know it was a good week for him last week but that could easily end up with you know 10 hits on the quarterback instead of all of those um lovely completed plays um what do we think is that defense still the defense it once was gave up a lot of points you know even though that they, they, they made plays too um how real are the seahawks i've got a shout out rich come to you in a minute um, but i've got a shout out to their two top, <laughs> right, two so. top rushes <laughs> They're two top rushers at the start of the top of their depth chart. Eddie Lacey and Thomas Rules, twelve carries between them for minus one yards. That shit. AIDS. Proper AIDS. 
Well, I'm I'm really pleased because I had that minus one yard from Thomas Rule on one of my uh, fantasy teams. It's delightful. Um, given, is that given, down to their own line in part though? Well, Over that's what I was going to come on to. The the issue is with the O line. They 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 don't have a running game. Russell Wilson is going to get hit badly a few times every season. Someone's going to you know he's going to come across a Justin Houston or a, a Von Miller, someone that really, really can just lock him down with their athleticism. He's going to take a pounding. and We've seen it in the last couple of seasons. By the time the playoffs come around, yeah, they make the playoffs, but he's too broken to actually make it through. And there are teams that are too good. There are teams that can shut down with cornerback play the, the good but not great wide receivers they have. And then they've got nothing because Wilson's stumbling around behind the line, not able to find anyone to throw to. And let's consider the Texans and Watson. I mean, it's I, I, I called it it, and we, we kind of referred to him in that light during the draft. This guy, granted, he, he took the loss, but uh, I think that loss can lay firmly at Bill O'Brien's door for the, um, the three rushes late. Why would you take it out of the boy's hands? He's lighting it up all over the gaff. Like, fucking come on, man. Um then again, you say you look at the Seahawks game a few years ago and were saying, why didn't you run it instead of letting Russell throw it? So uh, it swings around about. But I do think on a game like that, you let the boy, you know, make a decision, get it with your feet or, or make the pass. However, he has something about him, this ability to control a game, this ability to influence a game, this ability to make plays. Have the Texans found, finally found their QB and can they make any noise this year? Yes and yes, um, put simply. Um, they've yes, if they've they found their their quarterback, it's it's very easy to see the difference that somebody decent in that position can make when they've they've gone through some of the guys that they have previously. Um, they're still a very strong defense, despite what happened um, on Sunday and being torched a little bit by Russell Wilson, and despite those injuries, they're still strong there. I think. Um, I. I can see them in the playoffs. They they may not make it all the way, like like Seattle. But we'll we'll see. I don't. I I can't spare, give them too much love in a similar way that Rich can't give the Seahawks too much love. Um, but um, I would be very surprised if you you don't see them at least in the playoffs again this year. I remember there was a, a well-respected analyst. I can't remember who it was um, around the time of the draft when everyone was talking about him, saying that if you pass on Deshaun Watson, you pass on Michael Jordan. And um, everyone laughed at him at the time because they didn't assume that he was going to be anything like that. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he is just that good. No doubt. We'll, we'll see. Uh, um, we had another game that we were going to talk about. Um, this one, Mark, 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 you're interested in this. Uh, following their seemingly fire sale to start the season, um, which continued to the day before um, Sunday, actually, with a re- release of um, uh, Darius. Trading of Darius. Trading of Darius. Um, yeah. What did you get back for him? Uh, oh, God, like a sixth rounder or something sixth like that. Nothing, nothing, nothing special. Um, they just wanted to dump his salary. So and, Jackson, and Jacksonville were willing to pay it. Good for them. Well, which, you know, I, I, I think is a great move for, for Jacksonville. But this, the Bills are... This, Still surprisingly good. Um, ter- <laughs> they turn over the inconsistent Raiders with Shady hitting mid-season form, which is great news for you guys. Uh, and that defense looking the real deal. 
Um, Do the Bills, Mafia know something we don't? Are they really in this season, given that, truthfully, we wrote them off, Mark, you more than anyone, mate. What's happening with the Bills? Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a pleasant surprise. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, it was, it was spoken about at length here. I think after we traded Sammy Watkins, I w- I'd be surprised if we'd have won four games. I genuinely thought that we were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. We've already won more games than I thought we would. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to, yeah, the defence is playing really well. Leslie Fraser's really got them well drilled. The secondary looks excellent. Micah Hyde um, has been a great pickup and is playing really, really well. Um, they've got a bit of a... A, you know, a proper workmanlike spirit and mentality on that D, and they're getting by this year because the offense, which still, frankly, isn't anything special other than Shady McCoy, um, but they're not giving the ball away and they're taking the ball away a lot from other teams. I think they've got the best um, turnover differential in the league by about eight at the moment. Um, they've got something like plus 16 on the playoff different on the um, turnover differential, which is unheard of at this stage of the season. Um, and anytime you've got that number in, in that column, then you've got a good chance to win games. Um, Taylor is doing enough at the moment. It's still nothing spectacular. Um, you know, you're talking like 100, 100, 150 yards and a touchdown each game, which I know you spoke about it last week when I wasn't around and saying how great he was doing. But that, for me, should just be par. Um, what he's doing is the minimum that should be required of a quarterback in the NFL. And he's doing it. He's not giving the ball away, which is enough with the defence as playing as well as they are. But that's, that's all you need when you've got a defence that's performing that way. Yeah. You just need somebody who's, who doesn't, doesn't throw it away, doesn't screw it up, um, yeah. does, puts in an average performance. That, that's what you take. By the way, the, I don't know... We were literally, as we were about to record, um, the Bills have traded Kelvin Benjamin, uh, yeah, Kel- Kelvin Benjamin, um, which is kind of the opposite of the sort of moves they were doing at the start of the season. Maybe they've reacted. Maybe the, perhaps they expected to not be doing particularly well and looking towards the 2018 draft. Now they suddenly realise they're competitive. Um, they've made a move for somebody. Yeah, it's and it's it. You know, obviously, Look at the screen man. <laughs> Go for Rich it. Rich has been trying to get here. <laughs> hey, Rich, don't have it. Don't that's, have that's it. Right. You, bro. I, that. I just want just one question, Mark. Is you got two games still to play against them? Yeah. Does that make or break your playoff run? De- definitely. December is December's the month where it could all go to hell. And the Bills have started five and two before and then lost their next seven games. It happened fairly recently. Um, in the month of December, four of our five games against AFC East opposition, we play the Dolphins twice and the Patriots twice. Um, it could all very, very easily get fucked up in that time. And as a Bills fan, you know you're searching for a wild card. You ain't going to get past the Patriots, I don't think. So you're, you're going to the best you can do is second place in that division, um, and and hopes for a wild card. So we'll see. I'd like to think we can beat them at home, but I, I'm never confident going into um, going into Gillette and winning. So here's my question then. Given the positives that we have seen from the Bills for the last two years, um, do you think this fire cell collection of picks is wasting Shady's best years? This is a good football team. And it was a good football team last year. And it's a good football team now. Um, 
And maybe for a decade, that road to the playoffs, that road to the Super Bowl doesn't necessarily go through Boston. I don't. I'm not convinced that they are the best team in the division. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I will look. I, I'm open to that fall as early as it can come. <laughs> but they, they, uh, they have looked ropey to say the least. Um, I, I, I'm of a mind to say that any team in in our division can beat any team. This might be the first, like I say, the first year in potentially 10 years that the road to the Super Bowl does not go through New England. They've made the move today, which kind of uh, maybe supports my argument. But I just think if you're a Bills fan, you've got to want to fucking compete now. Like now's the time. Shady is in the prime. He is your absolute top blue chip player. And you've got a defense that's better than anyone expected. Tyrod can make plays. You gotta go. Who else is there? Aaron Rodgers is on the shelf. Okay, the Steelers are looking okay, but Ben Roethlisberger looks iffy. Bills should be going now, and they should be going hard. They should. When when was their last playoff appearance? When was the last playoff game? Shut nine, wasn't it? <laughs> shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Nearly twenty <Frick>. years. <laughs> I thought you might have bit there. He did. He bit. <laughs> Do you know what, Craig? I think to answer your question, I don't think that Sean McDermott sees it as any different to you. He also thinks that we should be winning now. But I don't necessarily think that what he's done in the trades that they've made are, are wasting McCoy's talent. If anything, it's it's focused our plan more through him than anything else. He is He is our offensive identity right now. And the fact that you take Sammy Watkins out of that, he's gone to the, he's gone to the Rams. And what's he done? Nothing. And maybe they thought that that was going to be another year of him doing exactly that. Um, the other moves they've made, you know, with Darius going, well, they didn't, they didn't, he, he played crap anyway. Um, yeah, so they've removed some pieces, but maybe it's in the doing that is giving them the mentality of those that are here are guys that fucking want to be here. Let's not have any mercenaries. Let's go win now. Come on, boys. Let's get together. And they're doing it right now. And it's, um, yeah, it's working. Let's see if it works come December. But, you know, it's it's all positive at the moment. Well, there's also the fact that Brady surely can't go on forever. And if you've got a number of big draft picks for next year, do you do you then get another wide receiver to pair with Benjamin? And all of a sudden, that's a pretty potent offense. Mm. Yeah, the, the big question is the quarterback. That's the big question. It's whether the McDermott and Bean still see Taylor as the franchise guy moving forward. You know, he's he's. We've talked about game managers with with people like um, Alex Smith, but it's whether they see him as that person that can take him to the next level. I'm still not so sure. And the, all Bills fans are split. It's almost fifty-fifty of lovers and haters. Mark, yeah, Mark, be hate, Mark, be yeah. hating on Tyrod, man. I think you look. I think that. I think you. I've actually. I think you. He's he's by far one of the better quarterbacks in the league I think if you can win you can win with him um, let's round up a last a few um, bits and bobs um, happening in the NFL uh, we'll just do some quick fire highlights um, we spoke about trades Ajayi to the Eagles um, and um, Dolphins apparently open to moving Landry as well um, Ajayi to the Eagles uh, interesting Carson Wentz Jay Ajayi that could, that could does that make a difference for Philly that's a, that's a big deal right I work with an Eagles fan um, and I was discussing this with him earlier today. Um, 
he's pretty convinced that they're still going to lean pretty heavily on Blount, who's been apparently excellent for them all season. Um, so you almost wonder whether this is, we're making a big run in the playoffs. We need to have insurance in case Blount goes down as much as anything. I've I've heard kind of a few mixed. This, it's one of those trades that's had, it's completely polarised, well, certainly Twitter. Um, there are those that are saying that um, Ajay can't be asked. He's not pulling his weight at Miami. He's had arguments with the coaching staff. They've pit, he's pissed them off. They pissed him off. Um, they were desperate to get rid of him, regardless of the fourth round pick they've got in return is a, a token offering. It seems is one is one of those, a bit, a bit like the Osweiler thing last year. Um, so they, you know, any phone call they got for Ajay, they would they would pick it up and accept. Um, on the other hand. What a great move in on the face of it for for the Eagles who are going all in all of a sudden. I think it's a little bit like the Bills maybe um, suddenly trying to improve their roster when they actually realise that maybe they're better than they thought they were. Um, Adam, are you are you in any way suggesting that there might be some new poisonous entity in the Miami Dolphins locker room this year that wasn't there previously? <laughs> 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 I, actually, on that occasion, I wasn't. Um, I may, yeah. Let's just blame Jay Cutler. Go on. Why not? <laughs> um, Zeke to miss six games potentially. Uh, his injunction was oh, denied, God. and uh, it's he, getting he, tedious. Just, it is. just oh. Until he actually doesn't suit up on a Sunday, I'm not paying any attention to this shit anymore. No. Until until you until it's Dan McFadden bringing up Rich's fantasy team and running it <laughs> nowhere for the Cowboys on a Sunday, I'm not having it. Talk Either about it next week. Get him banned or get it dropped. For the love Absolutely. of God, I'm fed up with yes. fucking hearing about it now. <laughs> so completely agree. I I I'll be honest. I specifically didn't draft him because of this, so I'll be pretty pissed if he goes through the whole year and doesn't get a ban, <laughs> and I can't draft him next year. So uh, where's he? Is he is he Viney's team? So Viney, sorry, mate. Yeah. I, I, I do I, I do hope he gets his ban. Um, I'm I'm honestly fed up of trying to pick Darren McFadden off waivers. This man traded for McFadden with me in another league. He is, he, he, he is the poster boy for for handcuff, isn't he? Darren McFadden. He is the number <laughs> yeah. one. You, I have had him as a handcuff for about ten years. Um, <laughs> he's, not, he's been inactive for like almost every week, hasn't he? Oh yeah, brilliant. Um, Zach Miller. Uh, oh man, uh, mate, that is horrific. It, the uh, the only thing I think I've seen worse in sport is um, the Anderson Silver leg break. I don't know if anyone saw it, where he uh, went to check. He threw a leg kick, and somebody checked it. Wideman checked it, and yeah. his leg split in half. Literally, you saw his foot only attached by the skin go in the opposite direction like that was the only thing I've seen worse than that horror horrific injury David Boost is the one I, I, I was I was at before. I was at Old Trafford I was at Old Trafford for the David Boost injury when Schmeichel runs off to the uh, the corner flag and is sick in the uh, by one of the um, one of the corner flags after he after that leg break that was pretty horrific and he obviously never played again um, I, I feel really bad for Zach Miller and it wasn't really picked up at all at the time because he didn't seem to the camera doesn't pick up on it straight away but it's when you see the replays man that is pretty horrific mm. and the fact that he you know the concern was oh you know 
you have concern for the guy's career and then you suddenly hear that there's a lot of concern that he you know he might even lose the leg um you know jesus it puts it puts everything into perspective doesn't it beyond football isn't it yeah Yeah, there's there's positive rumblings coming out the bears this evening that surgery went well he's got feeling back warmth back in the in the extremities so God willing, that that yeah. will that will be um, positive news. Whether whether he comes back and plays, you know, this season or even next is is another matter. But let's face it, that's less important right now. If, if, you, if, you, if I'm him, I'm not sure I'd ever be able to kit up again. It's as much as I'd want to. Um, he's 33 as well. It's not. Yeah, like I think you'd be, I'd be like, 20s. you know what? If if I manage to walk again after an injury like that, I'm quite happy. The fact that I get to play with my children and run around after them, I'm not so fussed about playing football after an injury like that again. Sportsman are pretty dogged. Just hopefully he has a quick recovery and is able yeah. to make the decision himself. Get well soon, Zach. No doubt. Um, and just to wrap us up, I'm just going to shout out my my Jets. I don't give a fuck. Okay, <laughs> we lost, but I, listen. <laughs> We're a good forward team. We've got balls. I love a fucking team that's got balls, man. Uh, what, what are you pointing at, Adam? I'm taking so, the time just to shout <laughs> out the Jets. No, go, go on, go on, go on. Like, we, we're playing, we're playing hard-nosed football. I love to balls. I think that the team is going in the right direction. We desperately need a quarterback. Um, but McGowan's doing his best. Um, uh, we've got a couple of young receivers that are good. Let's fix it in a jar. Go fucking Jets, boys. I'm so proud. I, fuck this tanking business. We'll, we'll fall where we fall in the draft. Let's play hard and nose ball. Fucking love that. I'd, uh, I'd like yeah. to jump in briefly because um, I, I pinged Adam specifically after I heard some news about uh, the 49ers drafting their franchise QB of the future, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Ah, the mafia man. <laughs> Jimmy. Hey, yeah. Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, Garoppolo, man. <laughs> So this is this is even from that part of the. It doesn't matter, does it? (laughs) (laughs) This is an interesting one for me because obviously as a Niners fan, I've been I've been watching us go through a succession of uh, different different types of failure since uh, since (laughs) Alex Smith was traded, Um, and I think it's the first time I've actually been quite intrigued by by someone that we've brought in. Um, I think it works well given that we're effectively really only giving up. We're giving up very little given what we got in the trades um, from the Bears last last draft. Um, so we're we're effectively we're effectively getting a player for almost nothing. I think Adam, you sent me you you retweeted a tweet at me um, earlier today um, about how little we'd effectively given up for it. Um, but I think you know we've effect we've really brought him in for half a season, try out, come in, see what see what he can do. Um, and if he's great, sign him up on a long-term deal. If he's not, there's still options around the likes of Kirk Cousins in free agency or the uh, the draft. Kirk's um, coming to the season. Jets, mate. You've, you've <laughs> opened that door. Kirk's coming to the Jets. Kirk it's can true. Ball. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, 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 I bet like the Cardinals guy. are looking at him as well. Uh, there are a lot of teams that need a quarterback. Um, we talked, I think, Rich, we may have talked about it when you came on before, about um, the 49ers and their strategy not being not being win now obviously they're not built to win now uh, but John Lynch coming in and saying right well I want to look at what the team's going to be in two three years time however long it's however long it takes and they wisely didn't go all in on a QB immediately so saying okay we'll have Brian Hoyer in there serviceable um okay that's not worked out to plan um they put CJ in there um but 
just wait until the right guy comes along. He's now seen an opportunity. It might be the right time for them. Um, Garoppolo's still a bit of an unknown, um, but he's been sat behind one of the greats of the game, Tom Brady, for three or four years. He's, he's got to have picked up a bit. I think it's a great move for them. He should be chuffed. Two words, Matt Flynn. I think that that will wrap up our NFL talk. Uh, Before we get into fantasy, everyone's got their one-sentence previews ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good to go. Buffalo at the New York Jets. The who'd have thought it bowl. Fancy Buffalo here, but don't rule out the Jets. Indianapolis at Houston. Now, I'd never wish injuries on players, so a few ejections leading to some suspensions would do very nicely here. Cincinnati at Jacksonville. Two solid Ds square off. Can the Bengals finally be the team that stops Fournette? Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints. Top versus bottom in the NFC South. Big one for Jameis this. Chance to see if the Saints offense is for real. LA at New York Giants. Two teams heading in very different directions, but is another long journey for the Rams and an opportunity for the Giants. Atlanta at Carolina. Another divisional matchup, another pick'em. Denver at Philly. So the Broncos are now officially shit. Pretty much a gimme for the Eagles. Baltimore at Tennessee. Sorry, Ravens, uh, but you couldn't keep playing bad teams all season. Arizona at San Francisco. Niners QB and O-line will be getting beat hard while Jimmy and I work hard not our down at the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Washington at Seattle. Russ and the Hawks seem to have found the offense since the bye week. Cousins to look good in another defeat. Kansas at Dallas. Big test for the Chief against the team, finally, without Zeke, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Raiders at Dolphins. The Dolphins have a better record than the Raiders. Seriously, work that one out. Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. No Rogers turns Green Bay into also rants for the rest of the season. And that is your one sentence previews in one take. Bang. That, that pretty actually, good, it's pretty good, Craig, except for the fact that you said it was week eight, it's week nine. But other than oh, that. Oh, <laughs> and you know what? At the time I thought, is it week eight? Is it week eight? <laughs> but other than that, spot on. <laughs> That's fantasy. Going back through the week. Bullshit. <laughs> Speaking of fantasy. We've hit the corner. Play that music. We like fantasy football. We like fantasy football. We like fantasy football. Why? Fuck knows. So, fantasy. Another fantasy week. Uh, How's the long snap pod looking? In fact, Rich, you can talk to us about your uh, fantasy woes, mate. Here's your time. Here's your time. (laughs) I'm honestly... In terms of the whole season, I'm pretty happy with how things are going. I'll take five and three after eight games. Um, I'm less happy That's... about some of, some of the matchups that I've had, um, like this week where I scored the third most points and still lost, which I'm sure Adam will uh, will berate me for bringing up. But um, I w- yeah, I, I feel I will not berate you, Steve. I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, that's a bullshit argument, mate. I'm not even going to lie. It's up. <laughs> That's how it goes. It goes. It goes like that. That's the game. I'm all right. I'm all right. Winning record. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with it right now. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, so far leaning on the running backs is uh, is working out well for me. But I, I 
I must say I'm quite happy about having scored 80 fewer points than you over the season and the tiebreakers keeping me ahead of you in the division. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we may have mentioned that on Twitter talk. about an hour ago, but you know, it's, it's worth pointing out again. You're one of those guys, aren't you, Adam? <laughs> Generally, no, I'm not. You're, but... you're one of those guys. <laughs> I think, hey, you lot sound bitter. That's how the game goes. <laughs> hey, I don't know what you're talking. I'm propping up. I'm propping up my division. I'm three and five. I'm quite happy. Listen, trust the process. It's eight games in. I have at least another eight to to to, to have an impact. Trust Back yourself. I've never managed this before, but I, I'm in four fancy leagues this year, and I'm four and four in every one of them. So I don't know you are that's average. <laughs> I'm completely and utterly average. average. Yeah. We're going to call you Jeff Fisher from now on. Oh, yeah. You should. No, no, I'd be, yes. Uh, uh, be four and four is far too good for Jeff Fisher. <laughs> um, stand you had out a winning record, course. you may remember from a recent quiz. Winning I'm record not, as a head coach, I'm, Jeff I'm, Fisher. I can't believe that. <laughs> Standout fantasy performers. Uh, any, 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 anything people have seen particularly waiver pickups. Remember when Dougie said, "Don't uh, pick, uh, don't pick up Chris Thompson," and he scored an average of <laughs> fourteen points every week since then. <laughs> His ears had just stopped burning, hadn't they? Just, just a second there. Yeah. Well, the majority of it came out of a lot came out of that. Um... The Texans Seattle game didn't it with uh, I think the top two scorers last week were Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and then um, John Ray Hopkins with 224 yards was was pretty solid as well. But coming out of nowhere is um, Juju Smith Schuster. How don't you know, talk with, to me about that cunt. <laughs> <laughs> guy's barely caught a pass all season. Yeah. <laughs> So it was, you know, we, we, they were talking about the big three in, in Pittsburgh and maybe maybe they now needs to start paying attention to the big four. Um, 25 points he got 20, yeah, the 193 yards and a touchdown, 25 points. Um, it, it's a shame for him that they're going into a bye almost because he's just started to pick up some momentum. Um, but yeah, he, he seems to have come a little bit under the radar and is uh, is performing well. Almost he, Jameis got it in Ireland. That goes, Russ, you see. Austin Hooper, mate. He only had one catch until last week. He had the second catch last week for a touchdown. That's how it goes. You get burnt, mate. It's not nice on the other side of the fence. What goes around comes around, doesn't it? I mean, almost, almost Jameis of one and six going into this week, and they scored 118 points and absolutely blew us out of the water. Smith Schuster, <laughs> Paul Richardson, the uh, Miller. That's gutted. That, 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 that team's had an amazing week. <laughs> their team, I've said this, I think, previously, their team shouldn't be two and six. <laughs> They've got Carson Wentz, Kamara from the Saints. Um, yeah, but, I mean, Smith Schuster. Smith Schuster's looked decent before this week. Um, Paul Richardson's just gone, gone nuts all of a sudden. Um, yeah, Amari Cooper, Lamar Miller, consistent. Um, I don't understand how they're two and six, but that's fantasy for you. You'll be uh, you'll be pleased to know that Dougie lost in our league of record last week as well. <laughs> just, just chuck it in there. <laughs> I think just one a, a quick shout out for the, for this regular season so far from a from a fancy perspective for Will Fuller um, because the guy he only catches touchdowns. Yeah, the guy has got thirteen receptions on the year and he scored seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns, yeah, crazy, unbelievable. You so crazy. You, you know. I tried to pick him up. I tried to pick him up when. Um... Oh, Watson got in the side because they they trained together. They kind of almost grew up together. And uh, Adam, did you get in there first? Did you pick him up yeah, first? Yeah, I did. I did. And uh, if there's one thing that I know, which is not very much, it's 
it's that those two have got a very, very good working relationship. And uh, the minute Watson got into the side, uh, it's no surprise that, that he's come to fruition as well. I'll tell you the one that Hopkins has yeah. not been so hot lately, has he? What are we talking about? What oh. are we talking about? Hopkins has been on fire. But, but until... That's what I was about to say. That is the player who has benefited. Yeah. Is, over is over 200 ball. yards last week. But, but, yeah. um, Ignoring <laughs> last week. <laughs> 220 yards. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at his numbers now. I'm gonna... Yeah, I, I, last week was a crazy game. You know, the, everybody on their on their roster. Um, he had he had a buy, and then the week before that he had eight points. The week before that twenty four. The week before that seventeen. So he, he's doing all right, mate. Okay, Since forget what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that in. <laughs> in fact, I'll tell you what. If you are looking to make a trade, and in fairness, I didn't realize it when we talked about it last week. Dougie did try and make that trade. However, I wouldn't have. I, I've got Hopkins in our long snap podcast league. No way was I letting him go. But that was the trade to make. If you have made that trade in the last week or so, with uh, with Watson playing as well as he is, that was a good trade to make. But he didn't get it, and I got it, and I got twenty eight points. So I told you, trust the process. Three and five, and alongside pod lead, I'm coming. I'm playing the long game. Seven and one in my legal record. Done. No. Uh, <laughs> and I think that will wrap us up for fantasy. Um, as we before into- you do, Craig. Before you do, Viney sweeted something about make sure make sure we uh, mention who's top of the Pickham League. Um, so yeah, now 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 you can wrap it up. <laughs> no, I see what you did there. Uh, play the music. Let's head to AOB. Big Ben, Bill Taylor, Dak Prescott, Fat Rob, Defensive players of video. Okay. Uh, any other business? Uh, who wants to kick us off? Go for it, Rich. Yeah. Um, so I've got a very quick one and then a rant. Um, <laughs> quick one. Nice. Quick one. <laughs> Two AOBs. That's, that's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I thought I'd get greedy. I don't get to come on very often. Um, <laughs> Adam doesn't like me coming on. Um, so the uh, the first one is last time I came on, recommended some Netflix stuff. Uh, got another one for you. Um, another animated one, weirdly, of all things. A thing called Big Mouth. I don't know if anyone else has watched Big Mouth yet, but it's the most hilariously inappropriate show I've ever watched on any channel ever. It's amazing. And I'm still not sure whether I'm allowed to like it, but it's fucking funny. So go and look that one up. <laughs> it's basically about a bunch of uh, teenage kids all going through puberty and all the awkward shit that happens to you. Um, so definitely look that one up. And that thing's far funnier than it should to, be, isn't to, it? To you, to, to, are they, are they, is this some sort of uh, uh, life-reflecting art things? Are we <laughs> Which is story in Big Mouth? It absolutely comes from that. You can tell the creators have gone through all of that crap. Like there's there's nothing they're making up there. That's all true stories. I think <laughs> maybe exaggerated, but pretty much. Um, the the rant is I'm I'm beginning to get really pissed off at the burger joints that are profit that are coming up in London. In terms of all of them having those crappy buns that they have brioche buns and not a good bun to have in a burger when you've got a sloppy, like, juicy burger patty. Because as soon as you pick it up, it falls apart. The whole thing gets soggy and falls apart. There's nothing sturdy about a brioche bun, and it is unacceptable to be something that you use for a burger. 
They need to they need to up their game. I'm not okay with it. I burgers have changed, right? So you'd have they're basically built on being a quarter pounder from McDonald's, like something that tiny in a bun, which can cope with the size of a McDonald's burger. Except now they're a foot tall and you're still meant to eat them in the same size bun. And it's just impractical. It doesn't work. Adam, you are you, you, are you, you suggesting that McDonald's had the first burger? Far, <laughs> the, far from it. The, the, far from the it. quarter I'm pounder that... was the first, <laughs> the first <laughs> iteration of a burger. And that was it. No, but they used <laughs> to be Beast, that big, Donald's. is what I mean. Like you, go, you order a burger in a pub now, and it, it's, it's taller than you are when it arrives. And it's got a big stick in it. You can't pick it up and eat it, can you? Because everything falls out. It's it drips everywhere. The two too many go. ingredients. I'm also <laughs> I'm also I'm also going to rant about people who uh, cut up burgers. It is unacceptable to eat a burger with a knife and fork. That is just not. Just don't do it. Stop doing that. Amen. I, I've got uh, I've got I've got a solution, lads. I got a solution. Uh, go vegan, mate. That that shit will kill you. Uh, do as I do. Just eat a steak. <laughs> Stop I'll, stealing uh, animals' I'll food. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, uh, Hollywood's dirty, isn't it? And it's it's funny because you hear these guys, kind of, obviously I'm talking about old... Craig goes on to make mention of some stuff that's highly litigious. The Long Snapper podcast would like to make clear that we in no way and in no form back these statements. And everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And I'm really annoyed because I really like him as an actor. It's so irritating. But if you ever watch that show he's in, the guy does come across like a creep. So, and he does yeah. a creepy role really, really well. And maybe that's why. Yeah. You're saying he's not as good an actor as you thought he was. Well, <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so, first of all, you know, you're accused of touching little boys, you dirty fucker. Accused, not convicted, uh, and then to 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 add insult to injury, to fully take the piss, you have the audacity to at the same time talk about your sexuality. No one gives a fuck about your sexuality, mate. Like we couldn't care less. You and that whole industry is clearly disgusting and sordid. Where this way you treat young boys and girls was just okay. And you kind of, even we've had it in this country in terms of that whole, what's the other pedo's name? We'll just call him Mate. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> mate. No, not Mate. The, the British fella. Mate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. See, I didn't watch him as a kid, but there's obviously this thing in that industry where you could just behave how you wanted, get fucked, and, and they liked having sex with younger people. Which is fucking horrible and really upset me because now we won't get that show he did and and nothing will change within the industry. So we're all losers, basically, because of people like mate, you absolute cunt, fuck Hollywood and all that dirty shit. I had, this, I had this conversation with my with my wife. Yeah, was it yesterday morning? And that the story was in the news. And I'm not sure how it hasn't really come up before in this vein. And we're saying, well, does this mean that? mate films aren't going to be on anymore that they won't show them on telly so you won't be able to watch seven and the 
end of that film where mate are we just literally not going to see them a bit like for a while where radio stations stopped playing michael jackson and you just never heard it and then it kind of got forgotten and then he um he died and then they, they started playing his music again is it, is it going to be a bit like that where there'll, there'll be someone else as well there's it's a bit like after that fella over here and other names suddenly crops up there'll be other stuff that's going to come out of hollywood um there'll be actors directors that people love and lots of work that has been enjoyed for many years that will suddenly be tainted is that is that what we're now going to have can i just say something there right None of this has actually been proven yet, right? There, are, There is a definite, definite element of fucking bandwagon jumping here. I'm convinced of it. And what, you reckon, mate? You know, just then, said, yeah, not, not just, I not did just, it too. No, 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 no. no. Not just, not, not with, mate. I want a bit not, of that. Not, not with mate. But in, in general, right? You talk about the other fella thing and then all these actresses and they were happy enough to do it on the fucking way up you know they were happy enough to fucking do whatever they did to get to wherever they've got some of them not all of them i'm not you know i'm not blanketing this by any stretch of the imagination but it's very very easy for people to come out of, from wherever they whatever rock they're hiding under and going oh yeah yeah he did this or he did that until anything is physically proven as much as it possibly can be I'm, I'm not paying any attention to it, because as far as I but I couldn't give a fuck. That was very Dougie-esque. <laughs> that, that was uncannily Dougie. <laughs> well, it, it, I can't... Because I, I, I think you're right, though, you know, Russ. I think you're right. I can't wow! understand why nothing was they ever said at the time. They are touching children. Yeah, but, but right. even if, they not even if, Yeah, but even if you're, if you're 15 years old and someone says... Basically, I, I'm going to touch... Um, wait, wait, wait. If you're 15, you're, if you're 15 years old and somebody touches your bum and says, don't worry about it, and your mum and dad say, yeah, don't worry about it, we're going to be rich now, you might become <laughs> successful. You might be, but I'm not certainly not going to hold it against you. That dirty-ass old man should not have touched your fucking it's, bum. It's not, it's not the kid. It's not the, it's not the, the adolescent juvenile thing I'm... I'm I'm aiming myself out here. Let's be clear about that. It's about the the actresses who have gone through the casting couch, in inverted commas, type of affair that have have quite happily chomped on a bit of rock to get to where they to where they've got to, and now all of a sudden someone's out with someone like someone's someone's out with the other fella. Now, okay, you know what? I suck some dick. At the time, it didn't matter because I got a part in a movie. Now, oh, maybe that wasn't the right thing to do, but I've made a few quid out of it. Actually, fucking get a grip, get over yourself. You did it. It's your fault, not their fault. You're you the one that sucked the dick. He didn't force it down your throat. Um, yeah, I think some of the stories suggest that that is not true. He definitely tried to force his dick down some down some throats, um, and it's a power thing, right? This is the problem with it, right? You, you've got a power dynamic where if you say no to this guy, he can kill your career. Stone dead right there and then. Do you say yes to him and do it because you're scared that otherwise you don't have a career? Or do you say no to him and risk getting thrown down the toilet? There are actresses who have come out and said that this stuff happened to them. They turned him down and they they spoke to a lot of people at the time. And there's most of the... Most of the um, powers to be in Hollywood just wanted to sweep it under the carpet and ignore that it was happening because people were scared of what the other fella what he could do to their careers that's the problem right if he was just like 
another producer, some random director who was just trying it on, like hitting on girls in a bar to try and get some, then fine, you know, that stuff happens all the time. But if you're someone who can basically hold someone's careers and career in their hands and destroy them if you want to, that is not an equal power balance. I'm sorry, but, you know, the, the argument that these actresses are uh, entitled to say, um, oh, no, it's fine, I'm, I'm going to pass it, you know, don't worry about it, and then their career disappears into nothing. I mean, what would you do? They had a choice. It, suck some cock is what he'd do. Adam, we're... At this point, I'd just like to thank everyone involved in that conversation for making my life really easy. <laughs> One hour and 20 minutes in, yeah, so let's get, your, <laughs> let's, get some, let's get your AOB out of the way, man. All right. I've had a couple of weird AOBs recently, so I want to get back onto, back onto a typical one. Um, BT Sport. Oh, I'm a I'm a cricket fan, as most of you know, big cricket fan. It's the first time ever that BT Sport have had a product that I have to have. I've never had BT Sport. Um, I sort of thought it was something that might cost 10, 15 quid a month as a bolt onto Sky. I, I might get a deal. Um, all of my phone broadband, everything's with Sky. Um, and may, maybe I could change. I looked into Virgin because you can get a deal on BT Sport with Virgin. Um, that, however, isn't available in my street because too, apparently too many other people in my street have it um, and it can't cope. So I have to wait for that. Can't do that. Um, so I'm stuck. I'm stuck with Sky or I have the choice of moving everything to BT. So having going with their broadband, having an inferior product. Um, but if you stay with Sky and have BT Sport as of a week ago, it would have cost you £22.99 a month or I think twenty. Three more pounds per month in HD, which seems a bit old hat that they're doing that. Okay. Um, and then I looked on Sunday. I thought, oh, okay, about time I got it sorted. It had gone up to thirty ninety nine a month to add it onto your Sky. Um, contacted them. Is, it, is this right? You've, you've stuck it up by... And there were no evidence of any previously advertised deals. They'd all gone. Is this correct? Yeah, it's correct. I can't do anything on the, on the price. That's the price. So we're saying, right, we're, we're using the ashes to try and get customers onto BT Broadband because that's what they're really trying to do uh, by, by sticking a silly price on everything else. Um, it transpired that there was a... I actually got it for twenty two ninety nine a month in the end. Um, there was an offer that they hadn't advertised uh, that only appeared when I went to put the thing in my checkout. But there's a wider issue with this, and that's that... 10, 15 years ago, if you wanted to watch all the sport that you wanted to watch, <laughs> you just got Sky and they had everything and you paid the price and you had all the sport. Now it's so diluted, is is competition for the best. You, know, you bring in another player, all it means is that they're just having, they've got less sport each to go around and they charge the same price as the other guy. So to get to watch everything you want to watch, you're paying twice as much as you ever did before. It, and, equivalence. Uh, it's bullshit. I think, missing, I think you're missing the big, bigger picture here, Adam, which is who the hell watches cricket in SD? Precisely. I'm not I'm not watching cricket in SD. No chance. <laughs> Brilliant. I love the fact that it took us 10 minutes to get to the wider issue. Brilliant. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Love that. my point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only uh, reason I've stopped there is because you'll make me. <laughs> Facts. Uh, Mark, go for it. Um, 
a couple of things uh, that are work, linked. Mate. <laughs> no, no, it's just it's, it's quick. Um, a couple of shows that Did I've you watched. You all have a go at me, and Rich has done it. Mark's about to do it. Like two know, bits of AOB each. What's all that about? It's two TV shows that I've watched for years and years and years and love them that have come back both fairly recently in their latest series and they're both they've both gone a little bit shit and it's really upset me. Um, I've watched and I've spoken about Curb Your Enthusiasm on this, um, in fact, bigging it up in AOB um, that it's finally come back for a latest series, um, series nine this year and it's. I, it's indefinite jump the shark territory it's just not being particularly great and um and the second one is the walking dead I've, I've watched that since the beginning and i loved the show the last season wasn't as brilliant but this season fuck me has the first two episodes of this series of it's like the writers have given up and the, the last episode i won't give any spoilers but there's basically no talking in it and it's just a bit wanky um so i yeah it's two shows that i've grown up with for a lot of years and i hope they pick it up because they're, they're both getting a bit cack i've actually recently just started watching curb the enthusiasm curb your enthusiasm again i watched like the first six seasons ages yeah, ago fantastic. and i've started again on your season seven so i'm disappointed to hear that it gets bad because it's fucking hilarious <laughs> why before we uh before we move on to to, to rusty to bring us home uh Russ and Adam, you're both looking uh, somewhat follically challenged. Would you ever, ever get to the position? Oh, uh, listen, a little bit thin, mate. Sorry. Um, but let's just, okay, let's hypothesize. Fine, you've got a full head of hair. <laughs> would you, would I'm not you, doing, I'm not, I'm not rusty. Come on. Would I'm you, says, says you, Craig, look at your head. Would you, oh, my hair's perfect, mate. I've got a great hairline. Would you go with the... Uh, Russ's head's side... actually upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Would you go with the um, hair on the sides, bald in the middle bit, a la Larry David? I just... Couldn't <laughs> you just shave the other bit? Like, I can't stop looking at it when I watch it. It's, I don't understand. It's called going bald he... disgracefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How does Larry David get the women that he does in that show? I, all right, it's so not Bats. him. It, the Weinstein technique. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the women have got a choice. <laughs> Russ, Russ, take us home, mate. Right. First of all, while we're talking about shows, get on Netflix, get on Mindhunter. For those of you who are interested in psychological uh, type murder and stuff, Mindhunter is very, very good. So uh, enjoy that if you, if you watch you Netflix. Think you think I can afford Netflix when I'm paying for Sky, Broadband, BT Sport, HD, talk, all the talk, rest of it. Talk to me after about BT Sport. Um, anyway, <laughs> right. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Halloween. What a crock of horseshit. I'm pleased that just... you brought this up. I'm pleased that you brought this up, Rusty, because I was going to, and but can... I didn't. So I'm pleased you have. Can we just stop it? Right. It's yeah. been going. It's now Tuesday. It's been going on since fucking Saturday with people dressing up as slutty nurses and Dr. Evil and all sorts of other random stuff. Um, I haven't been doing that in my house. Yeah. You know, I see all over Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, and all the social media. It's, it's just people with fake blood on their faces and just pointless. Nobody actually celebrates the fucking paganism part of it anymore anyway. It's just over-Americanized bullshit. To the point where my daughter actually went out trick-or-treating this evening 
and I stayed at home looking after Sam, put him to bed, did all the, the good stuff. Um, not Had he been down for no more than about 30 seconds of sleep, and he two, well, two and a half nearly, um, had a bit of milk, gone to sleep, the doorbell goes, fucking trick-or-treaters. And literally, this went on for about three quarters of an hour. Every time I got him back to sleep, somebody would knock on the door, the dog would bark, and I was close to snapping. And I could have gone full fucking Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there could have been a major incident in Cornwall this evening because I was, I was, I was close to flipping out. Um, thank, thankfully, it stopped just in time for me to uh, to come and record the long snap for you boys. But yeah, Halloween, stop it. It's bullshit. I remember when I was, I was like, uh, maybe last time I went to a machine, so I don't know how old that was. And. I was very persistent as a trick or treater when we went with friends. Uh, we, I remember the, Har- the Harvey up. Weinstein of trick or treaters. If Al Michaels answer. can make jokes about Harvey Weinstein and keep his job, we're good, right? <laughs> Absolutely right. Um, I knocked on the door and they turned the light off. So we knocked and knocked and knocked. And somebody just opened the window <laughs> and said, No one's here. And shut the window again. <laughs> I'm with Ross on the uh, on the anti-Halloween thing. I've done Halloween in the States. It's excellent over there and a lot of fun. We're, we're shit at it. We should just not not do it. Yeah, I think it needs to be everybody or nobody. There's yeah. a rule that people should realise, and I don't think enough people do realise, if you've stuck a pumpkin outside your house or in the window, your game to be to have someone knock on your door trick or treating if you haven't got a pumpkin you're not you're not game that's the rule as as as, that. as ever adam as there was outside drop. harvey weinstein's office yeah. <laughs> adam, adam adam making sure we have some order <laughs> um quite right i think, I think that wraps us up um boys shoot your twitter handles before we go uh, I'm at Russ Milsom. You can also catch me if you're any sort of rugby union fan on uh, more of the podcast. Doug also appears. I'm at this is Sparky S. I'm at Rich N underscore Tog. I'm at AD Foxcroft. It's catchy. Well, it's well, it's uh, my name. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I'm at Edmonds one six two, and you can get all of this at the Long Snap Pod on twitter Uh, it's been a blast um and see you guys soon take it easy cheers craig cheers everyone cheers bye doug i know you're not very well best show ever